0: Welcome back to Shot Callers, everybody. My name is Kyle Brandon, and joining me from Boone County, Kentucky, Ben Brown.
1: Ben, how you doing, man? What is up, my brother? How are you? I'm good, man. That's how you should always do. Dude, be that is a wonderful... You should you walk, walk around, around with me anytime I walk into a room. You deserve around. it. I want that. You deserve it. How was your Thanksgiving? Buddy, it was awesome. How about yourself? It's really good, man. Lots of lots of good eats, good. I'm treats. vegetarian.
0: Um, so you would think that it's not my day, but man, I smash the sides. <laughs> I smash the sides. Your side of choice is Oh, uh macaroni and cheese. I agree. Baked.
1: Yes. Gotta be. Got gotta be baked. Yeah, gotta be
0: baked. Uh we <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um speaking of baked, we have a great episode for you today. Uh no I'm kidding. Uh we have a great episode for you guys. Um but first our friends, state champs.
1: I said, I always remember the wood crank beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed and it's a big surprise. Sometimes I think I'm better.
0: Alright, before we get into our episode, I do want to have Producer Tim on the pod uh, just to kind of talk about another really awesome project that he's working on uh, with our man Ryan. It's At Large Bid, which is a really cool college show.
2: Yeah, man. It's been a lot of fun so far. A lot of really crazy things going on in the college basketball world as far as recruiting, trials. yeah. Duke. Duke. Yeah, Duke. 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 Michigan Duke. basketball. Yeah. Zaga. Well, we don't know about <laughs> <want> Michigan basketball. Michigan <laughs> basketball.
1: Yeah. Because they're a basketball school now. Yeah, they but, are a basketball school now.
0: But yeah, for, for an NBA uh, network, you know, you kind of have to keep up with college. Yeah. Um, Zion's going to be in the league in, you know, how many months?
2: So June's the draft.
0: Right. So we're eight. Seven, seven, eight months away from Zion being in the NBA. Yeah. So. Eight
2: months away from Zion being
1: does he pull a Nick Buss and just quit halfway through a season like that? Hey, no. I'm, nah. I'm done. Nah. I'm done, nah.
0: So. This isn't... Brotherhood, baby. <laughs> yeah, brotherhood. So, I mean, you got to keep up with it. We guys were seven months away from Zion. Um, and the RJ Barrett's of the world. Mm-hmm. Cam Redishes, um Romeo Langford's. Romeo Langford. Stuff like that, so... Um, of course, you have to
1: keep up with the college show.
2: Yeah, and Tuesday is a uh, Duke in Indiana. That's awesome. going to be a really fun game. Okay, now that's that ACC
1: Big Ten challenge. Yes, correct? it is.
2: Yeah, so it's going to be Romeo Langford going against the Super Duke team. So nice. And like Langford was, you know, a really sought after recruit. Um, had a lot of talk about going to Louisville before the scandal. So. You know, yeah, he's, he's from
0: that area. He's like right from... Yeah, he's
2: on the Indiana side of the yeah, river, yeah. but it's still pretty close.
0: Yeah. I, living in Louisville, I mean, we still kind of considered it Louisville mm-hmm. until like we didn't want to consider you Louisville, and then we said you're worse because you're from right. Indiana. So. Yeah. Uh, and when when are the pods coming up?
2: So every Friday would be at-large bid. Every Friday. Um, and right now, we really started. We just did it on last week's episode... Um, I won't lie to you. It's the most ADD college basketball podcast out there. Oh, for sure. Oh,
0: yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's for sure. No structure. Just like, just, just, just talking, just, just talking chatting, hoops, just man. chatting some college hoops. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: So, um, but we did work on doing our big board with this last episode and that was pretty interesting. So nice. We both had Zion at the top of our big board, obviously. Okay. Um, he went more the basketball side. Ryan did. I went more the franchise side. Okay. Where I know RJ Barrett wasn't the most impressive in the Gonzaga game, but I still think he's the number one guy. Okay. Um, but I think for a franchise, if you want to sell tickets, I mean, RJ, I mean, Zion Williamson's definitely the sexy pick, not oh, just for sure. on the court, but like selling posters, selling jerseys, yeah. selling tickets. Yeah. I think that's the guy.
0: I've I've probably Google searched Zion Williamson jersey like five times already. Yeah. Right? And we're like, how many games in the season? Yeah. Like five. Well, yeah. I think, too. I think
1: he's got that more like that LeBron appeal. Yeah, he's got the where appeal. Where he's, you know, he's going to be a Nike guy probably most likely. And I mean, he's going to be able to, as soon as you put his name on the marquee. I mean, that you're you're instantly sawing out your arena. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah, so um, everyone should go check that out. Um, of course, you can find it on our network. So mm-hmm. uh, however you're finding our podcast you're listening to right now, that's how you'll find At Large Bid. You can also find At Large Bid on Twitter. Um, and I believe it's a play on At Large Bid, right? Correct. It's the
2: At Logo, Large Bid 1.
0: Perfect. Okay, so give that a follow um, and tweet at them anything you have college hoops. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Appreciate it, and we'll be looking out for that.
2: Yeah, man. Absolutely.
0: But uh, we're going to talk some professional basketball, uh, but we're going to stick with some Duke because we're going to talk about Celtics. Kyrie Irving. Um, we're going to talk about Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that was a transition. I, I gave it a shot. That was so, so. It was good. Okay, was thank good. you. Thank that you. That that good. That's, good. That's all I had. Yeah. So. I call your producer uh, <laughs> Kyle with that, but I'm sorry <laughs> to <be offended>. say <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the Celtics, Ben, we talked about this um a little bit just throughout text. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been struggling a little bit. They haven't been who we thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, when we did our pre-show or our preseason predictions, um, a lot of people in this room thought that the Celtics could beat the Warriors. I think we all thought they could challenge them, but multiple people thought they could beat the Warriors. Um, it's not looking great right now. Of course, it's so early in the season. Uh, but what are what are you seeing? What are what are you thinking? The big challenges are.
1: Um, I think right now I think their biggest challenge is playing defense consistently. Yeah. Um consistency yeah. especially, right? Yeah. I mean it over the last ten games they're four and six. Um they've only held in the last ten games three teams under one hundred points. Um, and that was the Hawks, the Bulls, um, and I had it pulled up here. But it was the last three games they only they've only had three games under one hundred. Um They've given up one twenty four they've given up one ten they've given up one sixteen um and they and they and it's not like they're not scoring I mean the scores have been like one sixteen one ten uh one twenty four one twenty one so I mean it's not like they're not scoring but it's hard to beat good teams trying to outscore them and not playing any defense so I think that's been their their biggest thing is just not playing defense
0: yeah and that's kind of their bread and butter right um that's kind of what they what their success was based on last year. They had good offense, of course, um, but their defense was really, really stout. Uh, but when we do pull up the last handful of games, I mean, they have losses to a bunch of teams that weren't in the playoffs last year when you mm-hmm. look at, like, they lost to Denver, they lost to Charlotte, they lost to New York, they lost to Dallas. I mean, these are <laughs> these are teams that didn't make the playoffs and they're losing to it. So right. um, a bit concerning there. Um, I do think their defense will pick up. I... I do worry – for me, I worry about their o- – <laughs> it's scary that you're like, man, I'm really worried about their defense. I'm like, man, I'm really worried about their offense. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really all there that's, is to basketball. The, so. I was going
1: to say, there's <laughs> only two phases to the game. Yeah. Um,
0: what's What's an interesting thing is um, maybe it was two or three weeks ago on this pod, at the very end of the episode, we did a Twitter hot take, and and someone on Twitter said, that the Celtics would be better off if they started if they didn't start Jalen Brown. Correct. And I was like, that's pretty interesting. I think I might agree with that. And we kind of all hesitated and was like, wait, this might be insane, right? Jalen Brown's really good. Why why would they be better without him? Right. Well, their so I pulled up their offensive rating this year mm-hmm. with Kyrie, Hayward, Tatum, Morrison, Horford. Um their offensive rating was one twenty three with that. Their defensive rating was 86, which was a, a positive net of 37. Yeah. They are actually better with Brown coming off the bench, which is really interesting. And it does seem like Morris is a really big part of that. Right. It seems like they're very reliant on Morris this year. I think he's their third highest scorer. Yes. So it's it's really interesting to see that. Um, and also they're starting Baines right now. Yeah. So they're starting Baines instead of Hayward. Um Baines playing the 5. Well, I mean, they don't really assign a number right. to him I guess, right. but I, I guess Baines would be your 5 and Horford would be your 4. Correct. Um slide Tatum down to the 3 and then Brown at the 2 and, and Kyrie at that point. Um but I think when I when I think about this offense's biggest struggles,
1: I do blame Kyrie the most. Yeah. I, I know you'd mentioned that. We had of course we had yeah. been been uh texting each other uh before this episode. I know that you mentioned that we were and I mean for me I was like, Wow, I never thought about that.
0: Yeah, but- I just feel like like we keep talking like, man, there's just a lot of people, the offense just really isn't clicking on all cylinders, people aren't really getting involved the way they should be, people are taking bad shots, and at a certain point someone's got to be blamed for that, right? Mm-hmm. If like if Tatum's taking long twos then he might not be getting the right looks at 3 or he might not be getting the right looks cutting at the basket, right? right. So like who's to blame for that? And like you can either blame everyone on the team individually for taking bad shots. Right. You could blame Brad Stevens who seems to be the most decorated Celtic of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, think, I think you're going to have a really hard time finding anyone that wants to slander Brad Stevens. Right, yeah. So that's not an option. Or You can blame the guy that runs the offense, and that's Kyrie Irving. At a certain point, it's his job to run that offense, right? and I don't know if he's doing that.
2: What? No way.
0: It is his job. (laughs) Yeah, he's not just like this, like, hey, it's May or June. I can hit a big shot. right? You know what I mean? At a certain point, I'm starting to think he's just like the – like if you had Gary Harris on your team and you just turned the stats all the way up. Right. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he's a saying. true point guard. I,
1: I mean, I know that there was a lot of talk about that even when he was in Cleveland, uh, because he is such a good scorer from the point guard position. And he I, didn't have to play, right? That you yeah. Know what I mean, he he didn't have to be that number one facilitator, All right. Necessarily, All right? So he was off the ball and he could do other things. So, um. I think it's definitely something that that you could look at because I do think that he is a score-first type point guard. So when you have a score-first type point guard, he's looking for his shot a lot. So, I mean, does that throw a wrench into your offense and what you want to do? They seem to be a lot more effective. I I know Kyrie people are going to tweet me and all this other (laughs) stuff, but they seem to be a lot more effective when Kyrie was out and they were in the playoffs. I mean, I just felt like they had a better flow, I guess, then than they do now. Um, and I'm not saying that Terry Rozier is a better player, but maybe he's a better fit for what they want to do. But um, I know Kyrie's made that commitment saying that he's going to be there for the, all this whole time, but, I mean, those are just words. I mean, you had yeah. to go with who fits what, um, and maybe he's a guy that is – going to be a guy that's going to have to make a move and and be somewhere else. Uh, Just for the simple fact that what he does may not fit what they want to do. Yeah. And there seems to be less
0: dribble drives for this team now and a lot more isos, which again, we're just looking at worse shots. And I don't know, like the team doesn't seem to have great chemistry. Mm -hmm. You said consistency. We see them not putting in full effort. I mean, this mm-hmm. really is coaching stuff though, right right like, and, and like I, as much as I love
1: Brad right Steve, but like <laughs> but like, like this is like the
0: definition like like, like like really, your job as a coach is like to get the team together, give them full effort, have them play consistently, have them take good shot selections, be smart, and right. like they're not doing any of that stuff, and like maybe Brad Stevens is just coaching out of his mind, and the team's just all not listening right. Right, yeah, Like, mean, I'm not trying to be the guy that's, like, coming on here and just being like, Brad Stevens isn't doing his job. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I think, understand what you're saying. I think that there is some blame to put on Brad Stevens for these struggles. Right? I Like, I know we all love his, like, his uh, plays that he calls, like, from mm-hmm. out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Like, we all love those. Right. Um, and it seems like he can win coach of the year just on those alone. But I think they really are struggling. Right. And... and now he's, like, having to... Coach. Coach. Really coach. Yeah. And before it was kind of, like, lower expectations. And, like, I think people could kind of just play a little more freely. Now it's, like, high expectations. How can he handle it? How can the team handle it? Right. And it's just not at the level it should be.
1: No, not at all. Um, and
0: my Detroit Pistons are ahead of them in standings. They so are. let me put that up.
1: They are.
0: Did you see the video of him standing on... Two basketballs and doing the doing the uh, smooth criminaling. Um, yeah. That was insane. That is insane. My wife and I both tried to do that in our kitchen. <laughs> with no socks on, of course.
1: Uh, man, you didn't, hold on. I, you I saw it
2: and then I was like, I got to buy some Kyrie 5s. Yeah. Dude,
0: that is like, that would be the, t- Tim, you were saying this, that would be the best commercial for it. Yep. It'd be the best commercial for it because, like, you know, that there would just be like, this whole hashtag Kyrie five lean challenge lean. or whatever. Right.
1: Everybody, all these little kids be falling to their parents TV. They'd be, do, TVs they'd be doing like. it. Right.
0: That's it. That'd be like the new Fortnite dancing. It's just like the Kyrie lean. Yeah. So,
1: hashtag Kyrie
0: lean. Um, something that producer Tim wants me to bring up, of course, um, is Kemba Walker opposed to Kyrie Irving. This mm. is, this is Tim's like number one wheelhouse. Tim, Tim, get back on the mic. Just go ahead. Just go.
2: Yes. Just so shoot, shoot your shot. I just want to put this out because, you know, Kyle and I are very big, like, advanced statistics guys. And a uh, true shot percentage right now, Kemba Walker has a 60.3% advantage to Kyrie Irving's 56.8.
0: Player efficiency rating?
2: Um, the PER, as we like to call it, is currently at uh, Kemba 25.7, Kyrie 23. Um, there's probably some people who have no idea what we're saying. But Yeah, but. Yes. Um. Turnover percentage: Kyrie Irving eleven point two, Kemba Walker ten point one. Usage is a little bit Kemba, but obviously it's the team. Yeah. Kyrie's got a twenty eight point nine. Kemba's got a thirty two point one. But where I'm really interested is win shares per forty eight. Kemba's got a two hundred six, and Kyrie's got a one eighty six.
0: On those teams too. Right. Consider that. So, um, and this is, I, I will give Tim credit. This is something that, um. He's been saying since like the day I met him. Uh, <laughs> I met him like a year ago. And I remember him uh, sitting at sitting at a bar and like pulling up Kemba Walker stats and just like repeatedly drilling me with these Kemba Walker needs to be thought of as a top point guard. So I know that he loves bringing that up. So uh, mm-hmm. it is a very valid point, though.
2: It's like my one, so.
0: It's yeah, it's definitely your one. You also said that the Celtics were gonna beat the Warriors, so I just need to make sure you chill.
2: <laughs> chill. For the record, I did not say that LeBron would make all defense. <laughs>
0: That's true. That was a real prediction we had on this pod. So shout out, Sean. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not calling out names, but yeah, we don't at Sean know. Mackey. I'm gonna say. Uh but Gordon Hayward seems to be Struggling a little bit. He seems to be kind of finding his footing a little more, but um, he's still not the, the Gordon we saw, like, the last year in yeah. Utah. And I forget who was talking about this. This is definitely not my take. I, I, I heard it from someone else. He's just not dunking. Yeah. I don't know. Like He's just not dunking. He well, had, he's averaging, like, a dunk a, y- a, a game
1: last year, and he's at, like, three this year. Yeah. I and think I – th- I, I think- I mean, of course, I've never broken my leg in that fashion. Um, <laughs> on national television? On national television. I've never done that, but I, I mean, I can only imagine the fear that courses through your body every time you jump in the air and land. Now, of course, that starts to go away eventually, but you're still playing against the best athletes in the world, jumping up and down, you know what I mean? Like, that's got to be, have some kind of effect on you and how you play at some point. I mean, eventually I'm sure it goes away, but that's got to be tough. I mean, to come back from that and and now here you are, you know, you're trying to get ready for a season you're playing and you're jumping up and down and every time you land, you're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to land right, land funny. I mean, I, I don't know if that's what's on his mind or what, but he's definitely not playing like the player um, that we saw, you know, in the Utah, at the end of his Utah days.
0: Yeah. I will say that after the Cavs play the... Uh, this, We're recording this on a Sunday night. Um, so this pod will go up Monday. They do play... The Celtics played the Pelicans in New Orleans Monday. Right now the Celtics are 10-10. and 10, So this is kind of uh, which way do you want your season to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, it, they do have an easy stretch. So I do think this is the perfect time for them to kind of right the ship. They play the Cavs at home. They play the Timberwolves. They play the Knicks, the Bulls, um, the Pelicans again, uh, which is probably the toughest game of the bunch. And then they play the Wizards
1: and the Hawks. That's a it should be a good stretch for them. Yeah, even so, though the Cavs are playing out of their minds, yeah, Isn't like that crazy? I don't, I, I don't get it. Like Tristan Thompson's become a double double machine. Like he's unstoppable. Like, like. Before I like, beat the Rockets, put like on like you said, right. it must be trying to impress that ex girlfriend when LeBron came in town. And that, now they got that still got that Totally, totally. You know, yeah, your ex
0: girlfriend's around, so you like wear like your birthday <laughs> yeah, clothes. You, know, get, what I mean? yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like your best fit.
1: You get you get dressed up. You know, you got your hair cut, you Right, know, you looking good. Are oh, you like oh you know. what's oh what's up you're here, you're here. Well, yeah, yeah like just, oh what's up I didn't even know you was here girl yeah you know so I mean? that's what's cool you about? yeah that's cool yeah I'm good I'm good yeah what this whole thing oh yeah I just threw this on you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah but they did in the last two games they beat the Sixers on the road and they beat the Rockets so yeah I mean that's, that's pretty good yeah <laughs> that's pretty impressive uh still think they're gonna be the worst team in the league still think they're Zion oh, yeah, Williamson so. Go ahead and yeah. go ahead and put their ping pong balls in the, in the thing. <laughs> hey uh, Dan Gilbert has amazing luck with ping. Well pong with the balls, new
2: lottery so. rules, man, it's a little it's a little trickier now.
0: Yeah, new lottery rules. So yeah. this this goes to uh I think this might be an at large bid topic. Yeah. Um but the new lottery rules, producer Tim, I believe they flattened out the odds for the bottom three teams. Is that correct? It's four is it fourteen percent if you're the worst team or something? Yeah, like that? yeah.
2: So it's not like a... It's it's not like a number one Then the worst team gets the most like chances. Now. It's not as weighted. Yeah.
0: So so you're you don't have an incentive to be the worst team in the league. No. If no. you're one of the worst three teams in the league, it's all the same. It's all the same. Yeah, shot. so
2: like that's why I'm like, Okay, Chicago Bulls, why are we winning? Let's stop this now.
0: Yeah, that's another one. How have they been the last few games? Right? Um, they...
2: Bad, but in a good way. Good. Yeah, so like last night Derek Rose dropped eighteen points on him in eighteen minutes.
0: You guys love Derrick Rose. <laughs> you guys love Derrick Rose. Yeah. Yeah. He's I
2: great. think
0: I think that Tim tried to do like a, I told you so about Derrick Rose. I don't remember what it was, but it was like a, I told you, man. Derrick Rose is. Get buckets. Oh, no. It was about Derrick Rose owning the Pistons. That's it. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's what it was, right? It was like, Last uh, night, yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, well, how'd you like it when Derrick Rose beat the Pistons at one time? For like two years. <laughs> 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 right. That's what it, is that what it was. Wow, that was fire. Just throw fire at me. Um, another thing that, that we talked about a little bit uh, mm-hmm. before we came on here was the resurgence of Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing.
1: Buddy, I tell you what, you can tell the weight has been lifted off his shoulders. He is he is playing like his old self. Um, averaging 22.4 and 14.8 rebounds in the last seven games, which Jimmy Butler has been gone. Preach. Hey, bringing smoke, boy. Bringing smoke. A, a new man I mean, he, born again. He is this. I mean, he's had games of 21, 20, 21, 25, and 19 rebound. I mean, Woo! I mean, just That's some Andre been, Drummond numbers. Yeah, I mean, he's been, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he's been drumming esque Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you can just tell he is just playing at a different level, um, and you can tell that he is just playing. He, he you can tell that Jimmy Butler is not there, and that he is playing kind of at his own pace, and he is playing with kind of that, that new energy. Um, and I think it's affected everybody, but Andrew Wiggins. But um, you know, <laughs> but you know that team is. I mean, that team has kind of had a resurgence. Um, with Butler being gone, um, and, uh, I mean, seeing him play like that's really kind of made it made it clear that Jimmy Butler had to go. Um, we talked about that before where we were wondering why Tibbs just kept holding on and holding on and holding on when we know Carl Towns is the future of that franchise. So, you know, as you can see now that that uh, Butler's gone, I mean, Anthony Towns has just been, he's been lights out. He's been absolutely lights out.
0: Yeah, um, the one thing, I think the worst thing that ever happened to Carl Anthony Towns was that playoff series last year, Mm -hmm. um, maybe that or Jimmy Butler's, you know, tenure in in Minnesota, but I do think that with, uh, with them probably not making the playoffs right now, um... That it'll be good because last year he had that game where he had like five points. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think he had two games under ten points and yeah. just really was a shell of himself. And I think that I think that we're seeing that these young guys
1: like their psyche gets kind of trashed. Oh, they get they get bruised easy. I mean, for it's, sure, they're not they're not very tough minded individuals. For I mean, sure, they get they get bruised up pretty good. They you don't know, like they, they don't like that you know what I mean? Challenging my manhood like they no they don't, they no don't they
0: they I think they need that like. Oh, they definitely. We we hear it all the time, like just in real life. Mm I say real life, like basketball is just like a fake, (laughs) like fantasy world. Yeah, Uh, but we hear it kind of in our more day to day life, where like millennials need like a need a a good work uh, home balance. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that that's kind. It kind of is true in basketball as we're seeing now, where like, you know, I'm 26, so I'm not gonna like speak for like these older guys, but I, I do feel like more back in the day air quotes back in the day mm-hmm. that people would be like yeah basketball is 100 percent everything right and like nothing else matters right and now it's like yeah i really like basketball also i'd like to invest in tech companies mm-hmm. also i like to play video games mm-hmm. also i want to hang out with my friends and you know buy sneakers and
1: like invest in a sneaker company yeah. like, old, old school guys don't understand that old school guys no. are like Basketball, family, home, basketball, family, basketball. Right. You're about basketball. Right. Like, like, and yeah, they, I mean, you can definitely, and you can see kind of that. And, it, and it's weird. I mean, cause I mean, I know Jimmy Butler is an, he's an older player, but I mean, he's only 29. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like he's a grizzled vet, but I mean, but like you can definitely tell he had, he struggled with, with seeing how the millennials lived and how they did things and. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love those guys want to be a part of, of tech companies and businesses and own companies. And I love that. I love that, that they want to do that. And it's not just all about basketball because they're seeing the big picture now. Like, it's it's not just about the basketball. Now, the basketball is going to get me where I want to be. Yeah. But I also want to own a Starbucks. I also want to, oh, yeah. you know, I want to do other things. And so. I
0: think that if we took if we took like two minutes to really just kind of take a step back and look at uh like a macro view of this Mm -hmm. i think that players are changing in multiple ways mentally they're changing they're seeing that they could change teams at any moment Mm -hmm. they could demand trades at any moment Mm -hmm. that it's not about like playing for one team devoting my life to basketball and now i live in minnesota forever like i just i was (laughs) i was (laughs) drafted in minnesota i'm gonna die in minnesota like (laughs) that's it right they realize that um Mm They're realizing, like, hey, I, I'm going to be about my entire life. I'm going to mm-hmm. enjoy my entire life and my health. Um, but also, as they're progressing, I think, mentally and cognitively, I think physically they're progressing because you're seeing guys like Carl Anthony Towns that they can shoot 42% from three. Right. They're seven foot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that, Just that they're taking they're taking history and learning from it, which is awesome. Absolutely. Like, they're they're learning so much, so... Uh, really cool. See, you know who's now this might be the weirdest sentence I've said on this pod. Right? Bring ready? Bring it. For this? this is this is your uh, this is the one you're gonna grab from this quote and put it on Twitter, okay? There you, go. you know who's the next Carl Anthony Towns? Vucevic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey. Hey. Put that on the Twitter, I'm right s- now. I'm so I'm so serious though.
0: This this man Tim's giving me this weird look. Like, he didn't. Yeah. Like, Vooch didn't just smack up the Lakers. <laughs> he smack sure him did. up!
2: Vooch is like 90. Towns is like 20.
0: Is this your king? Is this your-, <laughs> is this your king? No, Vooch has really added the. the. I mean, Vooch is just an older version of Carl and T Towns, right? He doesn't have, like, the potential of Carl. Because um, I think Vooch has, like, already hit his ceiling. But. I think that he's going to get paid in a really big way. I think that he is a he's a really good three point shooter. Tim, can you look up what what he's shooting for threes this year? Um, he's added that to his game. He can facilitate pretty well. He's not p- turning the ball over a bunch. Um, he's not a great defender by any means. So. Sorry, I had him pulled up already. Oh,
1: uh, he is shooting forty percent from three point. Forty percent. How many attempts a game? Uh, he is two point five attempts. There you go. Damn. Yeah. That's Sorry. killer! That's killer! Yeah, how many points? I'm just, I just like didn't uh, 19, come. From... Nineteen point eight and eleven point one rebound.
0: Come on, come on! A guy giving you twenty and ten, shooting forty percent from three. There it is, like that. That, that guy is yeah. gonna get paid, and he's—I he's, gonna... believe he's on an expiring. I believe he's on an expiring.
1: Yeah, he's he's in his bag.
0: Yeah, he's... free throw percentage—he's shooting eighty-three percent from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. So, um, averaging over three assists a game, I mean, he, he is, he is unfortunately not the right guy for, uh, for Orlando right now. I think that they could move him. He's not an expiring, but I think they could move him and get something pretty decent in return and give Mobamba some space. Yeah. Um. Some, some space to cook a little bit. <laughs>
2: like my brother Mo. <laughs> <laughs> I know we on this pod love yeah. Obama Yeah.
0: But uh, I think that, that Vooch is kind of making a name for himself
1: pretty late in his career. Yeah. And, well, yeah, Like you said though, he's, he's actually helping Orlando. Yeah. Because if Orlando, it. if Orlando makes a move with him, you're going to get something good in return. Now, I mean, it is Orlando, so who knows what they'll do. They'll yeah. be like, hey, we know what? Even though we just paid Aaron Gordon, this Vucevic guy, we're going to leave him, keep him here, and we're going to build our franchise around him. Like
0: Vucevic for Draymond Green. Who says no? <laughs> there it is. An Expiring. Oh it's, he's an expiring. What do you do? Oh, that's a good
1: one. Well, I, think about it. He fits with they. I mean... <laughs> he's not the defender. He with... No, he's not a defender, he's not a defender. by defender.
0: any means. Vucevic is... He's about a zero on defense. Yeah. Um, And Draymond's a top, like, three in the league on yeah, the defense. Yeah, I would right? agree. So, he's he's definitely not that, but... But, I mean... Woo.
1: 20 and 10. 20 and 10. 40 from three. Stretch the floor. buckets from deep. I mean... Stretch the floor.
2: I'm just looking now at the trade from when the Sixers traded Vucevic on his uh, to Orlando. It is the most confusing trade of all time. Like <laughs> look at with the it. paragraph. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that's him...
0: easily 300. That's like 300 words.
2: Yeah. So him and Harkless went to Orlando. The pick that was the 2018 first round pick that Philly got was Landry Shamet. Um, the Nuggets traded a Flalo Al Harrington a 2013 second round pick and a 2014 first round pick, which was Dario Saric, to the Magic. The Lakers traded Christian Avenger and Josh McRoberts to the Magic, where Andrew Bynum went to the Sixers. Earl Clark, Chris Stewart, and Dwight Howard went to the Lakers. Jason Richard went to the Sixers, and the Sixers also got the uh, traded Andre Iguodala for the to the Nuggets. That was all one trade.
0: That's like that's like a wow. It's three in the morning. You're on the NBA trade machine. <laughs> and, and, what if and you've had like six. Sugar-free Red Bulls, right? That's Zimus, <laughs> Kyle. Zimus. <The> <laughs> right. Like you're... So what if... Uh... Right. Yeah, what if I was left alone with four Locos and NBA track <laughs> right. machine? That's what I'd come up Let's with. Let's do it. <laughs> no, it fits. It's accepted. What does is, what is NBA Twitter thing? <laughs> no, but I think that you could see him land in a contender. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd, it'd be It'd be interesting. I'm trying to think of like who would need a big man. Um, if you could unload like, I don't know if you could unload some like Serge Ibaka back. You know, you know that Orlando loves Serge Ibaka, right? Yeah. We already know this. Serge Ibaka and like a pick. Yeah. There you go, Serge Ibaka and a pick for Vucevic. You know you're gonna lose. You get more talent and the young talent. I mean, yeah, something like that. So, um, really interesting to see, but. He is worth tuning into Orlando Magic games uh, to check out. There you go. The next Carl Anthony Towns is Vucevic. And that's my quote.
1: Mark it down. Y'all can rip
0: that. Okay, so we talked. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the Timberwolves and the Jimmy Butler trade um, a few minutes ago. Jimmy just hit another dagger three to win the game. He seems to be. He's fitting in quite well there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's just
0: killing it on offense. He, um, he did get smoked for 60 points, though. He did. It, it is worth talking about their defense is given up eight 30-point games mm-hmm. in a 50-point game in a 60 and a 60-point game. Yeah. And they did trade their best defender in Robert Covington. They got Jimmy Butler back, but I would argue that Robert Covington's as good of a defender as Jimmy Butler. I would. Agree I'm more with than that. happy to make that argument any day. I agree with that. So, that's that's something to look at. Um, I think they might have some struggles there defensively. Offensively, they look awesome. Joel Embiid is my MVP this year.
1: Absolutely. Is that who you got? Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, he's been unreal, man. I mean, he's <laughs> unreal. Just, I mean, and it. I mean, just right now, he's he's a he's at twenty-seven point nine and thirteen point three. I mean, he's just, he's a man among boys. I mean, it's not even close. He he really is. Yeah, it's not even close.
0: I would say the only person you can compare him to right now, um, in just everything, I would say is Anthony Davis. Yeah. I don't think he, he doesn't play like Giannis, I don't think, you know what I mean? No. I think you can compare like a LeBron to Giannis or Kevin Durant to Giannis. Right. But I'd say in Bede you can compare him to Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And uh, per 36 minutes, man, their stats are pretty close. Yeah and Joel Embiid beats him on a lot
1: of things. Yeah, cuz Anthony Davis right now is only 27 points and 12.8 rebounds. Just saying. So, I mean, and
0: Anthony Davis playing more minutes a game. He is. Right, but um, you know, I'm not saying that he's a better player than Anthony Davis. I'm just saying it's it is it's, it's closing the gap. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Joel Embiid take less bad th- well, I mean, they're not bad threes that he's taking, but he's not like an awesome three-point shooter. Right. He seems to be doing that. And he does still turn the ball over a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think he's he's our MVP
1: right now. Yeah. I would even... I would say this. He would be first. But my second, honest to goodness, would be Kimber Walker. Yeah. I mean, Kimba's averaged almost 30 a game. He's at 28.9 points a game. That team is sixth. And that, that's, yeah. I mean, that team is sixth. Um, he's... I mean... If you're looking at definition of MVP, I mean, if he's not on that team, I mean, if Kimball Walker is not on that basketball team, I mean, that they, they're a lottery team.
0: Well, I said on last week's pod that they're paying $81 million to, who are the four players? Marvin Williams, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, uh, Bismack, Biombo and Batum. Okay. They're paying $81 million to those 4 Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, mm. horrible! Mm. horrible. <laughs> but yeah, uh, okay. So mm. I, Charlotte did drop down to the eighth seed, though. Okay. Where do you think Charlotte would have to end up for, um, for him to be a legitimate contender for MVP? Let's um, say he keeps playing. Let's say he keeps playing. Lights out. What does he have? Like,
1: I, I Charlotte would... Charlotte can't be an 8th seed and he wins MVP, no. right? He'd have to be six or above. Six or above. Okay. So I think six or above would is an improvement. Um so yeah, I mean if they end up six five, four somewhere in there, I don't think they'll end up four I don't think they'll end up four, three, two or one. Six or five. If they end up there, I think that he's a legit contender. Seven or eight, I don't think so because I mean the East bottom, you know, six or seven are pretty much right there. So, um He'd have to end up six or five. I mean, if they were able to sneak into the four, I mean, I think that's that's a pretty, pretty, uh, that's pretty high praise for him.
0: What was so. what seed was uh, Oklahoma City in 2016 when Russ won? Do you remember? Mm,
1: I don't. I want to say. Do you remember? I want to say they were a th- three. Okay. Maybe. Because
0: this is like. I think that was probably, I don't know, I think, like, I, I just remember that team wasn't, like, the best team, by mm-hmm. any means. Um, here we go. Finished
1: okay. third, yep. Finished third the Western Conference.
0: Gotcha. Otherwise, we got, last year, James Harden, mm-hmm. they were a one. Uh, Russ was a three. Steph with Golden State was a one. Mm-hmm. Steph with Golden State was a one. KD with Oklahoma City was, yeah, I don't know, 2013. They were probably... Uh, Up there, KD in 2013.
1: They were number one.
0: They were number one.
1: 60 and 22.
0: LeBron with Miami both years. I'm sure they were a one or a two. Yeah, at least. So, so this is what we're looking at. Is the worst was Russell Westbrook at three. Yeah. And he was a triple double machine. So, so (laughs) I know. I know we just celebrated Thanksgiving. And we're like, who's going to be this year? Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we seem to love talking about awards more than just watching basketball yeah, as, as fans. That seems to be a thing. But, but I mean,
1: we're quarterway through the season, so I mean, yeah, like, there you I mean, go. We're right yeah. there,
0: absolutely. Um, but I really like. I don't know if his six seed is even good enough, yeah. right? Like, well, I would say this. If, if it's, a, shows, if,
1: it's a, if he's a, if it's a six
0: seed. Six. Who is this? Who is a six? Hold on one second, producer Tim, with some. With some cutting information,
2: Westbrook was a six.
0: Westbrook was a six. There we go. Yeah, Westbrook go. was a six. Okay, so so that that challenges it. Um, so I think that six was like the absolute lowest you could be, right? Because the storyline throughout the season was such a prominent storyline.
2: Yeah, I think there right. was a year Jordan won it, and he was a fifth. Yeah, but I would yeah. think
0: that like I'm just talking about recent voters, right? People that have a, right. people that have had a vote the last five, six, seven years. Um, what are their trends? You know what I mean? Seems like they're voting for these top seed guys. Um, and even the year he won it, they were like, Yeah, we should give it to James Harden. He was right. like a two seed. So, um, Yeah, I think they'd have to finish pretty strong. Yeah. Right? I know that Steph Curry's even in the argument, and he's missed, right? We're <laughs> 20 right. games in, Steph's <laughs> missed like five games. They're like, yeah, Steph, right? He's still right there, He's, yeah. that, he's that good. So.
2: Their record was out of
0: but yeah. Oh, this this incredible stat. Um the last twenty one games that Golden State played where Steph Curry played and Kevin Durant did not play, they're twenty one and oh. So let mm. that simmer let that simmer for a second.
1: Hmm. Right? That's now that's a hot take.
0: Now I will say I will say that they probably had healthy Draymond, right? They probably had you know what I mean, like they probably had... Healthy
1: Clay, healthy Draymond, Right,
0: that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. It's not really fair to compare compare that to, you know what I mean? Like all right. Kevin Durant taking a, a really injured team. All right. Um, I will say that I think Kevin Durant's a better player, but Steph might be more valuable to that team, if that makes yes, sense. Yes, that makes so, sense. Um, that team really, really, really struggles without him. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we're uh, getting ready to do the lightning round. Ben, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have Producer Tim put two minutes on the clock, okay? hmm And I'm going to say a team name, and we're going to chat about the team for two minutes, and then we're going to keep it moving, okay? Sounds good. We're going to blaze through some of these teams, all right? Ready? Yes, sir.
1: First team, go Clippers. Clippers have won five out of the last six. They have wins, over the two wins over the Houston Rockets, um, and then their last, they have wins over the Golden State Warriors and the Milwaukee Bucks, two of the hottest teams in the league. Um, great teams to have wins over. They're, yeah, they're big wins for the start of their season. Um, they have been remarkably efficient this year and have done a great job with, uh, you know, they've had a, been led by a young young Shagos Alexander, who's done a great job with them. Exceeded Uh, expectations. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Tobias Harris, who we both talked about loving, loving Tobias. Love Tobias. Tobias. So, I mean, we both have talked about that. And uh, Doc Rivers. I mean, Doc Rivers pretty much inherited a brand new team and and has done very well with them. Uh, Tobias Harris,
0: 21 and and 8.5 rebounds. 21 points, 8.5 rebounds. Love it. That guy is, is absolutely fighting for a max. And Montrez Harrell, I believe, has already won um, the Most Improved Player. It's actually already on his mantle. Um, I believe he posted a picture the other day. No, he's, he's like by far. He's the internet darling right now. People love him.
2: He's in the battle for Sneaker King.
0: Sneaker King? Why is he in the battle for Sneaker King?
2: He's wearing some fire on feet this year. Really? Okay.
0: Yeah. And the Clippers right now, what, uh, what place are they in Sunday night? Number, uh, one.
1: number one, numero uno, number one in, Western in that Conference. Western
0: Conference, uh, the Western Conference we all thought was undefeated. The Clippers are just—they seem bulletproof. They just have a bunch of people that are just all solid contributors. There's yeah. not really holes um, between Gallinari. Fifteen and, seconds. And
1: well, they've everyone, got a good so. mix of veterans and young guys. I mean, you got Pat Beverly, you got Harris, you got oh, Sweet Lou Williams. The whole just—I mean, the whole they got roster two, is... two,
0: yeah, two teams. So. Um,
2: Time
1: perfect. Uh, we'll go. We'll go. Time again. Atlanta Hawks. Um, Trey Young. Um, it's pretty much that whole team, and he is not playing very well. Uh, he's not shooting very well. Um, he is shooting at a what? Twenty three percent.
0: He's shooting like I mean, twenty. Yeah, like low twenties. Yeah, from low three. twenty
1: from three. I mean, that's pretty much why they drafted you. And he's shooting. Um, and
0: and these, this is on like six attempts too. So he's had he's had the attempts to try and average it out and it's just really not there. Now, he's I don't have the numbers in front of me. I believe it's like 19, 19 points and 7 boards or so or 7 assists. Okay. Um
2: 16 and 8.
0: 16 and 8. Sure. I was fairly close.
1: You know what? That wasn't bad.
0: Yeah. Um so I mean still still good, right? And he's still a really good facilitator. Mm-hmm. It's really weird that that the aspect of his game is struggling so much is his three point shooting, which he was never super efficient, but 23% is just dreadful. As Charles Barkley would say, just terrible. It's terrible. 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 Yeah. I
1: mean, if you're supposed to be the face of the franchise, I mean, you should, um, you should be shooting the ball a little bit better. I mean, not saying that he's playing bad. Um, but in order for them to be effective, he's got to be a better shooter from the outside. I mean, it's, they're not going to win games with him shooting 23% from three-point line.
0: Yeah, I think that um, the the five people left that were comparing him to Steph Curry have stopped. I think that we all agree that he's a, he's a good facilitator that has the threat of an outside shot, and that's kind of more of who he is. Um, I do think that they do make some moves, and I think that Kent Bazemore could be on the move, so I think that that's something to look out for. I really like John Collins, though. Mm-hmm. John Collins is a good one, and I'm excited to see him the uh, the last half of the season, and uh, all right, time there. So we're gonna go to the Detroit Pistons. This is my team right here. This is your squad. Love it. Yes, sir. They're playing great. Honestly, they're playing. They're 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 back on their bullshit, as I like to say, um, <laughs> in the best way. Uh, Producer Tim, you can bleep that one out. Uh, Ten and seven. Okay. <laughs> um, Blake Griffin has just been an absolute monster. Um, do you guys remember when 2K put Jason Tatum a higher rating than Blake Griffin? They did. Who would you rather have on your team? Blake Griffin.
1: Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Take that, Absolutely. Ronnie 2K. Thank you very <laughs> much. I'll take
0: that win. I'll take that one argument that I will die on. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, but he's been playing great. They're really bad three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I think that they're... A contender unfortunately for like a J.R. Smith to be honest they're I think the second worst three-point shooting team in the league um and a lot of that is because um they've had injuries like Luke Kennard is hurt mm-hmm. so that's really been hurting them but uh once Luke Kennard comes back I think that's going to work itself out and I actually think J.R. Smith will end up in Oklahoma City there you go you heard it here oh wow that's a they're the take. worst three-point shooting team they are uh, yeah and they'll, I think they'll need him more than the Pistons. Wow, but.
1: do you think... I mean, I don't know if OKC can contain J.R. Swish, man. That's it. I mean, J.R. Henny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's enough Henney in Oklahoma City <laughs> for J.R. Smith. You that's know? It. I don't know if the distribution of Henney
0: goes all the way to Oklahoma I don't City. think it does. I think no, it stops
1: but, the St. Louis.
0: But large. Detroit is a four seed. Mm-hmm. Just behind uh, Toronto, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. So... I really do think this detroit team is a playoff team right now they have a home playoff game which i'm very excited about i do think that they'll probably end up around six or seven um but they're definitely a team to watch it's been awesome um
1: next team time memphis oh i like it like that (laughs) slow motion for me slow motion for me (laughs) Memphis, hey, they are grinded out, man.
0: <laughs> Memphis, uh, Memphis is fourth right now. Yes, but I think they're they're like tied for third or something like. Yeah, they're like they're like fourth or third or something like that in yeah. the standings. But man, they play at such a slow pace. It is grueling. It is um, the fact that they have Kyle Anderson on their team, and his nickname is Slow Mo, just makes
1: all the sense in the world. And they also, too, I mean, they they a lot of times run their offense to, through a traditional center in saw. So, I mean, that also is going to slow down your offense when you're, you know, you're banging it inside and, you know, you're tossing it inside. I mean, it's going to slow what you do down. There's no pace when you bang it inside the whole time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jaron Jackson's been awesome. Absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. As a Michigan State fan, I, I love Jaron Jackson. I think he's going to be a great player. Statistic for you. I sent this in our group chat, um, but I'll shout it out. Mm -hmm. Only players to average one and a half blocks and one steal per game before turning age 20. Ready for this group? Kevin Garnett, bona fide Hall of Famer. Absolutely. One of the best at his position. Anthony Davis, going to be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. One of the best at his position already. Jaron Jackson Jr. That's it. Those are the three. That's an amazing stat. That is an amazing stat. Um, now it's probably not that there's probably not a ton of people in that just because it's before turning 20, so you have to be 19 to even be eligible for that. Right. So there's probably not a ton of people, but I do think that he's going to have a great career defensively, and he's he's honestly one of the better three point shooters in the draft this year, which is also a crazy thing to say. So uh, we're going to keep it moving. We're going to go to the Pacers. Yes, sir. You know, him? I love them. Love no, him. man love them. We uh, we just had the anniversary. I think it was on the nineteenth. <laughs> it was. I think it was on the nineteenth of the uh, Malice at the Palace.
1: Yeah. So uh, a day we both hold very uh, I mean, dear. Yeah, dear. A day that
0: a day that we realized that your players would fight people and my fans would
1: fight players. Hey, you know what I mean? None of us were scared. That really defined I mean, we, us. We had Ron Ron. Yeah. Ron Ron went a little, little berserk. Yeah. You know. So. But oladipo has been a little hurt. Uh has been down, he's been hurt. Um but the big the one that stepped up the most, uh I know we talked about it before, but Sabonis. I mean, he's he has played kind of out of his mind uh these last couple weeks. Um Tyreek Evans has played well. Um better than he had been before. I mean, before we were talking, you know, we talked to our boy Richard Shout out! Um, Shout out to Richard Ivanowski. Um, We were talking about you know should he keep him on fantasy? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, In the last you know last couple weeks or so, he's actually played a little bit better. Um, Bonus, Sabonis has been the one that's really been playing well. Thaddeus Young's been playing well. Um, They're uh, they're three and two in their last five. They lost their last two, but like we said, their best player Ladipo has been down um, and injured. Um, Hopefully, he gets back soon. Um, but all in all, I mean, they're still sitting at a four seed. I mean, they're right there in the Eastern Conference. Um, they haven't hit a stride yet, but but uh, hopefully um, they'll, they'll start to get there and play well. They just moved down to five because my Detroit Pistons scooted them down. They did scoot them down. Yeah. And also, <laughs>
0: what is this podcast, if not a platform to talk about Richard Ivanovsky's fantasy basketball team?
1: Absolutely.
0: And with that, we wrap it up. That, that does it for, for the two minutes of the 48 minutes. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us. Um, follow us on Twitter at 48 Minutes Network. Um, you can follow Ben. Ben, your Twitter handle is? Ben underscore Brown 98. And I am at Good Luck Kyle. Make sure you uh, tweet at us. Tell us what you want to chat about. Um, Send us your basketball gifts, whatever it is. Um, we'd love it. appreciate you guys listening to us. Make sure you check out the other great episodes we got. We have an awesome episode coming up uh, Wednesday, and that's going to be 48 minutes proper, as we call it. Yes. Um, the, the regular 48 minutes. And then we also have At Large Bid Friday. So make sure you guys check it out, and you guys have a great week. Thanks, guys. Enjoy.